welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted Energy. I am one of your hosts, Nora Nopal, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pat Jones. Unscripted Energy is a podcast focused on the healing properties of energy work integrated in everyday things in everyday life. Unscripted because it's just that. Unscripted, unedited authenticity from two people working in the field of energy and spiritual wellness. So tune in, not just to us, but to yourself and experience unscripted energy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 6 of Unscripted Energy. I'm your host, Nora Noble. I'm joined with my co-host, Pat Jones. How's Pat doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks. How are you? I am also doing well. It is March 1st when we're recording today, so this will go up on the 3rd. And it's always hard for me to believe that we've recorded so many episodes already. We're in season six. I can't, I can't believe it. I know. It's pretty wild. It it is pretty wild. And if you're just joining us for the first time and you, you just happened upon us, Unscripted Energy is a podcast about what it sounds like. Unscripted Energy. Energy is everywhere and in everything. And words contain energy. And so Pat and I have built this podcast on this idea of, you know, where, what words, you know, the power that words do have and where that energy lands with us and what it makes us think about when we hear certain words or maybe we're hearing new words for the first time. So um, we meditate on it. We talk about it. We have some really cool activities and none of it's planned. It is all on the fly. Mm-hmm. Neither of us know what we're going to do until we do it. And yes, <clears throat> yours truly has a little bit of vocal fry because I talk for a living besides the podcast. So bear with me. Yeah. We'll get through it. So we also take turns picking words. Pat picks her words from her word bowl and I have a word wheel. And we switch back and forth um, every every season. So this year, this season, it's Pat's turn to pick first. She'll be picking odd number episodes and I'll be picking the words for the even number episodes. I'll be be the odd. You get to be odd this season. (laughs) So without further ado, we'll have Pat mix up her words in her word bowl and then she'll pull one out randomly and we'll we'll take a look at the definition for this word. Mm. Hmm. She says. Manifest. Ooh. Manifest. Y'all want to manifest? <laughs> Y'all want to manifest? Yeah. We, I do. Manifest. I do want to manifest some good stuff. That's a good word. It's a good word any time of year, but especially this time of year, because if you have listened to the podcast before, and even if you haven't, you might be familiar with um, you know, this kind of sentiment. I've said before that you know, the first part of every year, people start to manifest what they want that year to look like set intentions vision boards resolutions whatever you do 
And it's about this time of year where people abandon those hopes. <laughs> yes, and I was just thinking about that a few days ago that, uh, well, March is coming. And I, I remember you saying that, that your phone starts ringing off the hook in March. Yep. So, interesting. So the definition of manifest, according to uh, dictionary.com, as an adjective readily perceived by the eye or the understanding, um, psychoanalysis oh. of relating to conscious feelings, ideas, and impulses that contain repressed psychic material. What? Wow. The manifest content of a dream as opposed to the latent content that it conceals. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. And as a verb, see, this is not what I thought it was. (laughs) This always happens too, doesn't it? (laughs) To make clear or evident to the eye or understanding, show plainly, he manifested his approval with a hearty laugh. Mm. To prove, put beyond doubt or question, the evidence manifests the guilt of the defendant. Oh, wow. And then, <laughs> and then we have a list of the cargo carried by a ship <laughs> or a list of, or invoice of goods transported by a truck or train. Yeah. All right. As a we manifesto. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so. Hmm. Yeah. That is not how I look at the word manifest. How do you look at the word manifest? I look at um, like a bringing in. Mm-hmm. Manifest what you want. Like what you want in your life. Yeah. Kind of like conjuring something up. Yeah. That's So that's interesting because um you know, when I think of, I think of it the same way too, Pat, like this idea of pulling towards you what mm-hmm. you want, um, you know. Like consciously. Yeah. Uh, that in, the one definition that you had there about the, about consciousness was interesting. Can, do you have that up still? Yeah. What? Um, oh, the, it says psychoanalysis. Of or relating to conscious feelings, ideas, and impulses that contain repressed psychic material. Hmm. The manifest content of a dream. Hmm. Hmm. I never thought of it that way. You know, I can see where that would come up, but I've never thought of the word manifest being part of psychotherapy. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you, and we could get into this in the conversation section, but, you know, when you, we've talked a little bit, too, about, you know, the power of, um, of dreams and what things mean, you know, in the context of, you know, people see birds or, um, I had a weird dream overnight, actually, that I woke up this morning and went, Oh, like, oh, okay, that's, that was weird. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and Freud did a lot of, um, a lot of work in interpreting dream states and stuff. So, pretty. That's that's interesting. Interesting. And I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this again. The, the verb definition, to make clear or evident to the eye or the understanding, and then the, used in a sentence. He manifested his approval with the hearty laugh. So that's what—that's the yeah. one that we're talking about. Yeah. As we we manifest something, but they they say it as to make clear or evident. So yeah. That, that kind of goes with what what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That's typically what I think of too when I think of um, when I think of the word manifest is like you know this bringing in or making something um, you know more clear in in the mind um, about you know yeah. getting clarity and focus about what you what you truly want um, and yeah yeah who knew that manifest had such uh, context around it should I pick a different word <laughs> no. Oh. No, we don't ever do that. <laughs> We've talked about doing that. But no, I think this word's going to lend itself to having some interesting conversations. So now that we have a basis and a definition for it, Pat's going to uh, lead us in whatever she comes up with, whether it's a meditation or a Qigong exercise or um, whatever comes into her mind. So you got anything that you that's coming to you yeah i mean i think the to make clear and evident to the eye and understanding Mm -hmm. i mean to me that's that's um the mind the upper dantian Mm -hmm. kind of a um that clarity that you were talking about and so we can can kind of drop into that to start and maybe that'll help us with our <laughs> doing a little wrapping our head around it uh, yeah um, so let's just um, here take a, a few moments to drop into this and um, if you are in a place and space where you're able to close your eyes and notice your breath Let's just do that for a few minutes. So just be still, be quiet. Just notice the breath. And one of the many ways to look at qigong is a uh, a clearing or making space and as we uh, find that clarity and clear out the cobwebs so to speak then we have the space to to feel, to feel the chi, and to 
skillfully work with it. So for now, we're just going to notice the breath, notice the inhale and exhale through the nose. we have we have vision we have what we see with our eyes physically and we also have inner vision so maybe just notice how you can drop into noticing what inner vision you have mind, the, the heart, and the body. And feeling, feeling clarity, feeling clear mind to be able to understand and and be able to manifest what it's almost like you have to ask yourself what what do I want some some space yeah take a nice deep breath into that and we'll take that feeling with us into our conversation and into the rest of our day. Thank Namaste. You. Namaste. <clears throat> Thank you. You're welcome. It was interesting when you were doing that meditation, you know, there was a lot of focus and for a variety of good reason on like the third eye area and the area of the mm -hmm. head and inter introspection. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> For me, when I initially felt that word and the bulk of that energy was in my lower dantian, in, down in my sacral area, I felt a lot of it there. I felt like it was, I first needed to do a gut check to reconcile what I needed to download into my conscious stream of thought. Um, and like you know kind of checking in like what do i what do i really want versus what i really need um mm -hmm. because sometimes when we're manifesting and i find this often when i'm working with clients you know they they have some kind of a goal they want to achieve 
Um, and maybe they need to reframe that goal because, you know, they had all these good and good intentions. <clears throat> Excuse me. But maybe sometimes those intentions aren't good because maybe we want something that we're trying to pull towards us that is really um, counterproductive to what the universal energy is trying to tell us that we do yeah. need. An example yeah. I'll give you is like with love. Like sometimes people can wrestle right with, um, I want to, you know, I'm trying to, I want to make him love me. I want to make her love me. And so they try to manifest this idea of what it looks like in their mind of them together in this bliss state. Mm -hmm. But if both of you aren't in synchronicity with that, it's, you can manifest all you want and it's not, you're not going to draw them to you in a positive way. Yeah. It just might not be right. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be. There's a reason why mm -hmm. you can't pull them towards you because it's not supposed to be for you. And so you might have to reframe that intention with, you know, bring me somebody who, right, instead of focusing on that somebody. And if that somebody is the one that's meant to pull toward you, then, then they will. Yeah, I mean, the, the laws of the universe are really strong and powerful. Yeah. And it's like swimming upstream sometimes. Yeah. Um, you're, and you're battling against those forces. And um, I think, and, and I love this because you're right. Like when, when we do um, settle in to try to manifest something, it's like you have to, I think you have to get quiet and still and and try to feel what 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 flow are you supposed to be you know finding your flow what flow are you supposed to be in mm -hmm. and um, that you're you're flowing in the right direction you know um, <clears throat> I'm glad you said that. There was a there's a book out there, and some of you might be familiar with it. It's called the uh, Practical Law of Attraction. It's actually by a colleague of mine, Victoria Gallagher, and she actually did a podcast. Um, I don't know if they did them last year, or the year before. Since 2020, it seems like all the years just kind of smushed together. Yeah. Um, but anyways, if you go out there and you I'll, I'm going to give her a plug here. It's Victoria Gal, VictoriaMGallagher.com. Um, she did an episode, or several episodes, um, around her book. She writes a lot of stuff about the law of attraction and manifesting. Mm -hmm. And she has a, she did a podcast with Jim Kellner, um, who's a friend of oh. the show, um, about the myths of manifesting. Okay. And what you're talking about there, you know, one of the myths of manifesting is that we, we were just touching on this is if you want something really bad, it will manifest itself. And she says that, you know, that's a myth. Like you can want it. Oh, well, you want it. But like you were talking about, if that flow, if that exchange, mm -hmm. you know, if that flow is not there in the universal energy, you can want it all you want. If it's not meant to be yours, it's not going to come to you. Um, mm. And one of the other things that they talk about is that um, 
that manifestation is an easy process. Oh, People yeah. think that if I just yeah right right <laughs> if I just think it and I want it bad enough, it's going to come true, right? No. Yeah. Not necessarily. Well, I mean, I, yeah, not necessarily. Exactly. It doesn't work I, like that. Sometimes it might, um, and sometimes it's like a butterfly landing on you. You know, you have to you have to. Um, create that space that I was talking mm -hmm. about and and you know it, it can happen if it's meant to be mm -hmm. if it's meant to be and that's not always yeah. up to us right it's not right. always up to us um you know and I talk about being careful about what we're manifesting Right, because we we can get so headstrong and think and wanting something so badly, and it's not coming and it's not coming. You know, stop and consider why that's true. Why is it not coming to you? Is it not your time? Is it not, um, you know, is is it you're drawing energy toward you that's not for you, and you don't you're so blinded by the end result that you don't. Yeah. You can't it's see anything else. Not, I'm thinking of two sayings. Be careful what you wish for, <laughs> and thank God for unanswered prayers. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, so many times I've wished for things, yeah. right, that weren't in my best interest. Right, right. And I was thinking the other day, and this is, I don't know if, it's a, if it really is around the idea of manifestation, but um, I was having a moment of gratitude the other day just for where I'm at in this station in my life and thought to myself gosh 20 years ago 20 years ago I prayed for the like this and so 20 years it took me to manifest what I have now yeah you know I was getting snippets of it all along to prepare me for now if 20 years ago the universe handed me now I couldn't have handled now you might not have been ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's yeah, it's like relaxing into um what comes to you. You know, yeah. <clears throat> whether it's something big or some something little. It's just like what you're saying. You know, you you've gradually grown your practice, your business and your life into what it is today and you know so have a lot of us and maybe that's you know it's like our path is our path you know it, and it's a lot of times it's a, a rocky path and um and having that having those moments of gratitude along the way for what what you have now yeah and i didn't always and yeah you know i don't know if um i'm in the same school of thought with with um victoria in this um i know that she does talk about gratitude and um in manifestation but i've always heard it but said that if you're not grateful for what you have now, the universe isn't going to send you what you want later. 
Because if you don't have the gratitude for what it's already given you, then you're just, you know, you're going to be cluttering up that space with um, self-righteousness and um, things that don't do you, a, you know, do a service to your energy. And so if you're not grateful for what you have now, the universe won't send you anything else. Um, I'm thinking of a, a Wayne Dyer lecture. Yeah. And he was saying that, you know, if you're always like to the world, gimme, 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 the world is going to say, gimme, 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 gimme. Mm -hmm. And if you are the, on the other end, if you're like, how can I serve? How can I serve? And then the world will be, how can I serve you? Yes. And so, and, and it's, it's one of those universal laws that um, we're talking about, and that's what he was talking about. So, uh, and, and again, you have to be a little careful. You have to be, um, uh, what's the word I want? Um, It'll come to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it goes to speak to that reciprocal exchange that you talked about. If you're just mm -hmm. like, if you're collecting all the toys, so to speak, if you're collecting mm -hmm. all the rewards mm -hmm. and you don't have gratitude for it and it's just gimme, 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 the world is going to require, you know, going to continue to require more of you. It's going to wear you down. Mm -hmm. And then not only are you wore down by the, by the call of, of the universe but you're wore down by holding on to all the stuff and if you don't have this kind of free exchange of um, you know of the energy then you're just going to feel bogged down and how many times have you encountered people who just are like very selfish and at the same time they complain about how tired they are how worn out they are how tough life is how awful things are right yeah. Yeah. You have to wonder how much of that are they doing to themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because of the way that they handle their energy and the energy around them. In the same way, and I have to admit, I've gotten bad at this and I need to go back to how I used to do things. Um, I, I used to, um, I never had a lot of clothes. My husband, when he listens to this episode, he's going to laugh. I never had a lot of clothes growing up. I didn't even have a closet when I was a kid. And then when I got my first closet three houses ago, um, I didn't use it because I, I just never knew how to use a closet. Some of you might be wondering, what does this have to do with manifest? Just bear with me for a second. <laughs> I didn't use the closet because I, I just didn't have a need for it. I had a dresser. I put my stuff away in the dresser. Never hung up clothes. So when he moved in, slow, he was slowly moving here. He had plenty of space to hang up his suits and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if I left the closet empty because I was trying to manifest a new husband. I don't know, but um, <laughs> there he was <laughs> with plenty of closet space. Now, 20 years later, he doesn't have a whole lot of closet space. And he complains <laughs> about how he doesn't have a whole lot of closet space <laughs> and I simply tell him I have a I have another closet in the guest room that has plenty of room it's where my 
my formal dresses are that we need for certain things. And I could, I would be happily take my clothes and put them over in that closet. And he says, no, I don't want you to move out of our bedroom. So in his mind, if I take my clothes, oh, I'm leaving. Clothes <laughs> if my clothes aren't there, I'm not there apparently. <laughs> um, but I used to get in this habit of when I would get myself something new, I got rid of two things. Mm because it was that reciprocal energy of I'm bringing something yeah. in new, thanking the universe for providing this new outfit for me. Yeah. And then getting rid of two things that have, you know, they're past their time. Um, you know, somebody else can use them and what have you. Um, and I got in the habit of not doing that anymore. And I got called out by my Reiki teacher who, as if you know anything about Reiki, also works in energy. Mm -hmm. I was wearing a pair of jeans the other day and they they had holes in them that weren't purposeful meaning the designer did not put these holes in my jeans <laughs> okay <laughs> they weren't part of the design and my Reiki master pointed out to me that I don't I'm not showing um what was it I'm I'm not showing a gratitude essentially that by wearing these these jeans with the holes in them that I've worn them past their purpose and so that if I be if I believe if I wear that stuff then I believe that I deserve that stuff and so then the universe won't provide me with anything good because I'm wearing holy jeans and I said well wait a minute <laughs> because this is what I do to my Reiki teacher wait a minute I have a pair of what if I what if these you know, they're not good for daily use anymore, but then I repurpose them and they're, I use them, I wear them in the garden or to paint because yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to wear good pants for that. So okay? we had a whole conversation around, but if these pants get a new purpose and I can still wear them because I love, they're comfortable pants, but yes, they have holes in them. I probably shouldn't wear them out in the general public um, before they get more holes in them. And then, you know, I'm, I'm showing skin in places that nobody wants to see but so we had this whole conversation around it and she, simply if you if you are repurposing them and they have a new purpose then that's, then that's, that's a good thing yeah like if you're gonna use them to paint or garden or right but if you're using them for daily use you know, then the universe is going to say, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, and see, and I, I, I agree with that concept, but to me that's kind of a, a feng shui kind mm -hmm. of thing, you know, yeah. where in the house you, you shouldn't have anything broken, um, you know, that kind of thing, um, yeah. and clutter and, and, you know, you, as far as your space. Because mm -hmm. it'll bog you down. Yeah, that's another... I would say um, universal law, and there's a thing, and it involves the energy around around you. So, what do you? What is your take on this? You have people that we both know that they have collections, right? Mm -hmm. And their and their partners might say that they're hoarders. <laughs> they're, not, <laughs> they're not collectors. I love, I love how you say that. Their partners. <laughs> their partners. <Airport. laughs> I'm not speaking. I'm not speaking about myself. I was um, gonna say. 
talking about? Who are we talking about here? Well, no, I'm just kidding. Well, um, I, 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 maybe I am um, speaking about myself, but you know that that's a real thing. There's a difference of opinion there, where somebody will say, "I'm a collector of these things," and their partner is like, "They're a hoarder." Well, I can, I, off the top of my head, I would say anyone could tell a collector from a hoarder. I think it looks very different. A collection has some sense of order and a semblance yeah, to it. Yeah, and there's there's a specific purpose mm -hmm. for it, you yeah. know. And, um, I mean, I don't know anything about the psychology of hoarding, but um, I, I, I think that looks very different. It does look very different. And then the energy of it is very different. Yeah. And and no, so. I, and, and I, maybe I am telling on myself a little bit because I think about we have, um, you know, things from our travels. You know, we'll get a little something from each place we go mm -hmm. and we put it in our curio cabinet, which is quickly filling up. Mm -hmm. But my garage can't be parked in right now because somebody in our family... <laughs> She knows where this is going. Has too many pieces of furniture that she's trying to repurpose, and I had to stop and say to myself, "If I don't, if I get one more piece of furniture, I'm probably going to be on the verge of being labeled as a hoarder because I'm not moving See, these pieces I, out." You know, I think that's really interesting, and we're probably veering off the rocky path here. But um, <laughs> I um, think I think it's somewhat related to manifesting the energy that you want in your space. But go ahead. I think knowing you and and how you are with people, I can understand why you repurpose furniture. Oh. Does that, that make sense? I don't like know. Like you, you, you help people. Oh, you, I see where you're going with you know, this, yeah. Yeah, and you, you take care of people and you kind of, um, you get them, uh, your your thing is live the life you deserve and mm -hmm. you're giving it's it's what you do with that so i take this piece of furniture that somebody has done a total disservice to and i strip it back down to its original veneer and yeah. i go okay look you're beautiful again you i'm, it, I'm you sorry those people painted again. you <laughs> you make it beautiful again i do that i do that yeah that's true but and, and I think that maybe that does serve to speak to the energy that I'm trying to manifest in my life that, yeah, I don't know. Never so thought of it that way. I just came up with that right off the top of my head. <laughs> That's so how... next time Chris gets on you about the garage, you tell him <laughs> listen, what I said. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is some truth to that, I, I think, you know, that I see these pieces of furniture and I say, you know what, you're, 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 you're not ugly. I under, I know that something underneath there. <laughs> you can be beautiful again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Never thought of it that way. So now when I'm repurposing dressers, I'll, I'll think of that. I'll tell, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to each one of them and tell them you're going to be beautiful again. I just know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know that, but that speaks to you know, this idea of manifesting the energy you want in your space, you know, so now I won't look at my garage as being a cluttered workshop now. I'll be looking at it as, 
you know, I need to turn these pieces around and turn them out so that other people can love them. Um, well, and, and that's, I would think, it feels like it to me that that's motivating. Mm-hmm. That's, um, and to, to manifest, I mean, we have to be motivated to, to want certain things for our life. It's like people have to be motivated to come to see you and have them help you with mm-hmm. with their life. And I, I, I don't think we have to be motivated necessarily to manifest, and I'll tell you why. Because okay. of that point I made earlier that we can get in those stuck states and go, God, why does everything just suck? Like I have this is going on and this is going on and this is going on, and I just can't seem to get anything right. Have you stopped and maybe taken a look at your your role in this, right? Like you were saying, like, you know, you have to be motivated and have some effort to want to change. Well, you can put just as much effort into making your life miserable. Um, so, you know, and sometimes people do that, like, do they, yeah. they think they have this black cloud hanging over their head because all this bad luck just seems to fall in their lap. And now, that's not to say that sometimes with people, crap, unfortunate crap just happens, right? Yeah. It just happens. But that's yeah. not to say that um, that they des- that any- that they deserve it. But some people, without giving much effort or being motivated to do much of anything, just sit and complain about yeah. how bad their life is. Well, you're stirring that negative energy you're pulling that negative you're swimming in that cesspool essentially yeah. Of, yeah. of negativity and if you yeah. don't see and if you're not grateful for or aren't able to see some of the wonderful things that are happening simultaneously with the bad stuff you know you're not going to be able to pull more of that light in you're only going to see um the, the crud and the and the despair um yeah. But in order for good things to, ha- to to happen to you, this I think the same thing can be said. Sometimes people are just, seems like they're just fortunate without trying, um, right? That these, they just continue to have these wonderful things. And I say it seems like because... I was just going to say, so that's not necessarily so. Right. Yeah. Because we don't know, looking in from the outside, how hard they're working on that dreams or the mechanisms behind what they're trying, what they've done in order to achieve that, it, you know, it might just look like, wow, you know, you must be nice to be able to get to go on, you know, four vacations a year, you know, but behind the scenes, you don't look and see that, you know, yeah. well, they saved for ever for this, and then this one was rewarded because of something at work, or, you know, this other one is because friends are taking them along, whatever it might be. You know, it's so easy to look in at somebody yeah. from the outside and and think they're not doing anything to manifest these good fortunes, um, that they're just lucky or they've always had it easy yeah. here. And that's not always true. Yeah, I um, see what you're saying, yeah. When you think about um, that one part, I, I don't know why I'm intri- continuing to be intrigued. Well, yeah, I do, because of what I do for a living. Um, mm-hmm. Intrigued by that whole thing about the dream state and the conscious oh, part of yeah. yeah. What what do you think about that, Pat? Because I 
I just keep going back to that and find it really fascinating. So, you're talking about the where it said the manifest content of a dream? Yeah. And I'm, I, I keep going back to Freud's dream work, like, in my head. I don't, I, I, it's been a long time since I've read up on Freudian stuff. I don't follow Freud's theory as much. I just don't know anything about that. So when, well, when you, when you read that and you were thinking about, you know, the idea of manifesting, <clears throat> like manifesting in dreams, what comes, what comes to mind for you? Does anything come to mind for you about that? Um, are you, are you talking about a dream that we have, you know, in our sleep or a conscious dream of something that I want to manifest into my life? I think or, I was thinking. Someone I, I, says my hopes and dreams yeah. for the future. I'm wondering if, I'm wondering which way they meant that because yeah. I was thinking like in our sleep. That's kind of where I was going, like the sleep, um, the the sleeping brain, um, its control of the the physical and mental activities, um, it usually vibrates lower than you know than the awake brain, obviously, but certainly there's dream elements that are characterized by you know what is going on in your day, you know. And so I wonder, like, in that dream state, if um, we somehow manifest those dreams. Like, some, we can have, like, really odd dreams and then try to wake, and wake up and go, that was so strange. What the heck did that even mean? Yeah, it, it makes no sense. But then, or, like, if you, if you um, in your dreams, if you somebody you know in your dream that you maybe haven't seen or talked to for years and it's like why are they in my dream you know um so I don't I mean I don't know I because we can dream up like really bizarre scenes you know in our in our sleep in state our, right yeah <laughs> that wouldn't like, play out in real life yeah <laughs> just likely yeah. wouldn't um bizarre stuff really bizarre stuff and then we wake up and go what did that mean is what it some kind of sign or, or where signal did that, where did that come yeah where do we this manifest is interesting that, that from this, this is interesting that this came up today because yeah. for some reason over the last week um multiple people that i've been talking to for some reason we've been talking about dreams really yeah <laughs> and 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 I think I've had some kind of strange dreams over the last week. Mm -hmm. um, and I tend to, and one of the things that um, Jim Quick, the brain expert, yeah. that's like one of his top eight or top ten things that you should do every day is um, first thing in the morning, uh, remember your dreams and write it down. Donna is big on that too, Donna. Donna Bretz is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which I, I'm just, I've never really been into that or paid that much attention to. Yeah. Dreams. Um, I think it would be interesting. 
and um, but I just really I don't know because I've never really um, <clears throat> never really got into anything. it. Yeah, I've never read anything about how to interpret dreams or anything like that. I started writing down um, and not anything like super particular because of confidentiality, but like when when client when clients they'll come back to awakening and go. I saw, like, I saw an eagle or whatever. And mm -hmm. I started to keep track of those kinds of things just in a separate notebook um, to try to kind of create my own idea of what they might be manifesting in mm. their hypnosis state. Um, and, and it's really interesting because what I've come up with, and I'd be curious to kind of go out there and look and see what the research on dreams and manifestation and stuff because uh, there is research out there, um, okay. what that looks like. But there was um, everything that I have ever, like, witnessed myself or um, in, in, in the dream state manifestation, like, when I'd go to sleep and I was, before this office was painted, I'd go to sleep and I'd visualize what do I want the space to look like and I would dream about it when I dream when I would dream so I was quite literally manifesting what is this space supposed to look like and then my dream state showed me um a lot of dreams if you think about it the signs and those symbols that seem prominent like the eagle for whatever reason in the hypnosis state um whatever those signs and signals are that come up for you they're all typically tied to emotions. And we don't always realize that because we're we're stuck on the object of, you know, what did that mean? Like, um, I used before I went to my first hypnothoughts, I used to see eleven eleven all the time. Mm -hmm. Every time it turned eleven eleven, I was drawn to the clock and I started to get scared. Because I said to my, my Reiki teacher, Am I gonna die on this like in a plane accident? Like, what, why do I? Why am I seeing this all of a sudden? Because I never noticed it before, and now it's yeah. everywhere. And yeah. she would say, "No, silly. It means that you're quite literally manifesting like the good fortune. Like you've done all this work, and now it's being recognized. You're going to the biggest mm -hmm. conference in the world." Um, and so it didn't really dawn on me that you know that it was something different because I was so fixated on, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's gonna yeah, happen what does this mean? What does this mean? and we can be like that in the dream states um i think we look at those signs and signals as what's coming right what does that symbol mean what does that thing mean am i do i you know do i have to be you know aware of something that's coming or i think we just get stuck on the object that we don't stop and realize the emotional attachment that we have that manifested that object, that symbol to mean something. And sometimes the object doesn't mean anything at all. We just get fixed. The, the mind thinks in, in, in imagery. That's what it does. So that's why we get fixated on the symbols and those yeah. objects and drawn to those objects. When a lot of times the whole message and interpretation of the actual dream has nothing to do with the thing you're fixated on at all. It has everything to do with the emotional state that um, 
you're in when you're going to sleep, maybe that you're in when you're awake. Um, that's at least my my um, experience yeah. with it. But hmm. sometimes those symbols mean just so we know. They don't mean anything to what what you're trying to manifest or what might be manifesting in the future. Um, next time you have one of those profound dreams and you are fixated on the on the symbol, do that that check in like kind of we did like Pat did at the beginning and say, what is what am I feeling? Where am I feeling that? Because that's more likely yeah. what you have to pay attention to than the symbol itself. Inter yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, something else I was going to ask you about that. It'll come back to me. <laughs> It'll come back to me if it's important. Oh, um, you were, I wanted you to, to, to talk about, you had asked, is it in dream state or awake state? So you want to talk a little bit about that, about the manifestation of dreams, you know, like your hopes and dreams. I mean, your hopes and dreams, yeah. Well, I think that's, um, like I was saying at the beginning, where to me, I mean, the, the only way you can do that is to create space within yourself to really, like you were, you were just saying, like really feeling um, uh, and, and listening, listening to your heart. Yeah. And, um, because I, th I just feel like in this um, modern world, uh, we are just on the fast track. And um, in fact, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, about hopes and dreams. So this is, again, interesting that we're talking about this, um, to... Uh, Find that space, listen to your heart, and um, notice what you're passionate about. And how, how can you do that if you aren't quiet and still? It's yeah. like, be still and know that I am God. And, and be in that within yourself to know, figure out, decide what you really want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's about, not just about passion, but having a commitment to yourself. I think, you know, that, you know, I, I mentioned a minute ago, and Pat was like, you know, you have to be motivated, right? And I was like, well, not always, because sometimes things just fall in your lap. And as we were, you were just talking about that, I wondered, well, is that really manifestation of the universe, right? If things just fall in your lap. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, I don't know. But there's this, um, I don't know, this like intrinsic motivation to to just to accomplish something just because um, rather than be motivated by money I think about that like in my practice like you know 
I I still keep the doors open because I feel like I still have, you know, even um, there's times where for, for all these six years, I have just said to the universe, if I take care of the community, the community will take care of me, right? Mm -hmm. And I kind of put that out in the universe. There's been months where I was like, am I going to make rent? <laughs> because yeah. you need you need to help me if you want me to keep the doors open. And the moment I, I you know, I did that, mm -hmm. people, the phone just would start ringing. Yeah. Because yeah. I needed to... Um, Sometimes when the phone rings a lot, I take for granted that everything's going to be taken care of now because the phone's ringing a lot. And I have to stop and do a check with myself and go, you're getting a little, you know, you, you got to bring that energy into check because it, just because things seem easy right now doesn't mean you have to stop working for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe you're right about that whole thing about that motivation right and that passion um the other thing i thought of was um joy you know when when i when i think of manifesting um hopes and dreams and what i want for my life mm -hmm. it's my probably biggest thing is is joy to to find things, quote-unquote things, whether, that, you know, people um, that bring me joy. Um, Do you think joy is part of your built-in resiliency? Like, joy is what helps kind of bring you back to... I, I think that's what, that's what I have landed on in my life is yeah. that um, yeah because um, because I've had great sorrow um, the, I think the thing I would you know that I like to manifest in my life is, is things that bring me joy okay. yeah because I do think that like you said, joy helps, like, that thing I talked about, how we have that simultaneous um, happening in the ripple. You know, like, when we see a wave, we just see, you know, kind of the crest, and we mm -hmm. see the, the space in between, but that wave has so many other parts to it, mm -hmm. right? And so when we think of, like, the heaviness, you know, being that low part of the wave, mm -hmm. right, before, right before all the big stuff crashes down yeah. on us, um, you know, and the high part, the joy being that high part of the wave, there's so many other parts in between mm -hmm. that. Um, and all of that stuff is up for grabs, you know, yeah. in manifestation. All that stuff that we wish for, we want for, and all the stuff that we don't know that we that need. That we don't, yeah. 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 It's all up for grabs. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can get so caught up in the what we want to happen or what we don't want to happen and lose sight of you know ourselves um it's easy to do it's easy well, to do but and it i i think it for me anyway it comes back to 
gratitude and Mm -hmm. and loving what is and um, because that is a that is a, a peaceful place to be within yourself when when you can get to where you 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 accept and love what is there you go manifesting to accept and love what is despite what's going on um it's going to help you through some of the roughest patches it'll help you to reinforce those positive affirmations when when life is great and when you need to draw upon those things when life is kind of rough so with that stay tuned we'll be right back and i'll wind up our podcast today with god knows what so stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) something great something have a word you want Pat and I to consider for a future episode, you can leave it on our Facebook page at Unscripted Energy or email us at unscriptedenergy at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to Unscripted Energy. So we're talking about our word of the week manifest and we've had a great conversation around the word manifest and maybe you've had some ideas about what manifestation means to you Um, maybe you've thought about you know ways that you're manifesting good and maybe not so good um, energy Um, so it's definitely given us something to think about so as we wind down this um, podcast today I'm going to take us out with this idea of really kind of focusing in on what you want to bring to you, um, what you need to maybe get rid of so that you can free up your space for the goodness to come into you. So with that in mind, if it is safe for you to do so, I would invite you to go ahead and close your eyes. If it's not safe for you to do so, you can listen to this at another time. Beginning to just close your eyes and settle into this space created for you. To be able to just tune into your breath and begin to just notice your breath. Feel that breath coming in and out of your body and feel yourself relax into this present space. So with this idea of letting go and bringing to you, I'm going to take you on a little guided imagery journey just briefly to help you to be able to reconcile your energy so that you can manifest the goodness that you deserve. 
So through the process of your wonderful creative mind, I want you to imagine that you're walking along a path in the woods. You can hear the rustle of the trees. Maybe you can feel the leaves below your your feet. Maybe you can smell the grass around you. Feel the sun shining down through the trees. See the small budding of wildflowers coming through the grass. Hear the bubbling brook in the distance. As you just wander casually down this path, there's nothing of real importance that you need to do right now, but just be present. Come here to this place to reconcile your thoughts, to ground your energy as you feel the ground beneath you, the air and the sky above you and all around you. Just reflecting on the reason that you're here. Just allowing yourself to be present. Sometimes our conscious thoughts and our subconscious thoughts, they can con conflict with each other and they might even surprise you about the thoughts that pop in, whether in your awake state or your dream state. And this is the way that the mind works sometimes. We take one direction in life down this path and it leads us to discovering unexpected things about life. But as you just walk down this path feeling very present you notice something on the path a little ways ahead. It looks dark whatever this thing is on the path ahead. And so you move closer and then closer to it. You're intrigued. And this shape becomes much clearer and you notice this giant boulder covered with dirt and moss on your path. Certainly you're not going to be able to push it out of the way. It doesn't appear that you can safely climb over it or around it because well that would be the easy way and let's face it sometimes the obstacles in our path are not always easy to overcome but in order to continue continue this journey we need to get past this boulder so you notice that right there next to this big boulder, there's a giant hammer that you can easily pick up. You pick up this hammer and it represents all of the negative conditions in your life. The feelings, the fears, the panic, the anxiousness that you've experienced over the years. And any other obstacles that have gotten in your way. 
maybe it represents hurt that's been afflicted upon you or self-doubt or frustration, whatever it might be. Anything that's held you back from completing your tasks, from moving in the direction in which you wish to go. And this boulder that's in the way, it's comprised of all of those things as well. Any negative conditions, any overgrowth of stuff that's been the stumbling blocks in your life. And so, as you pick up this hammer and you take to task, every time you hit that boulder, you yell out into the universe what you wish to draw into you. Letting go maybe of those frustrations, freeing up that space even. Maybe you're saying those words of the negative frustrations as you pound away at that, that boulder and watch as it breaks down. And you just let go, freeing up that space and that energy. Maybe just screaming nonsensically, just letting it go. Thrashing that boulder, maybe until you're completely exhausted. Letting go of those negative feelings, those things that held you back. And suddenly you realize that the path is more manageable, that you have maybe completely demolished that boulder. Maybe you've gotten that space, freed up that energy within, you let go of the hammer. You've gotten it all out. Maybe you realize you don't even really need to keep going anymore, but you can see that the path is clear. Maybe you can take a break now or maybe you can just walk a little further. Keep going down your path. Walking a little bit downhill, maybe up a smaller hill. Until you find a nice little log next to a stream. You can take a rest. And feel that rejuvenation of all you've just accomplished, of the space you've freed up within and made room for the things you need to draw toward you, like rest and reflection, comfort, collaboration, whatever it is that you need. Feel that sense of grounding into what is coming up from your feet into your thighs, into your body, into your neck, your arms, your face. And allow these pleasant, positive feelings from all that you have achieved thus far to motivate you further down the path when you need to, when the time is right, when it's time to move forward. Making space to draw towards you all the riches that you deserve. Feel that sense of energy resurging in you as you become stronger and stronger. 
and remember this moment. Remember this moment. Not worrying about the past and what was. Not focused on the far future of what might be. But only about what is right now. You make things happen, and you are making things happen right now. There is power in this. And you can take each present moment, like this moment, into every future moment. And find the strength and the courage and the motivation that you need to persevere. Take a big deep breath into that knowing. Feel that space that you've freed up and let go of the things that were not serving you well. And as you exhale out, feel yourself grounded even stronger into this present space. Knowing that whatever boulders or obstacles lie ahead on the path as you go forward, you have the ability to achieve anything you desire. Namaste. Namaste. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, we'll sign off from Season 6, Episode 1 of Unscripted Energy. I'm Nora Noble. Be well. Stay safe. Peace. have been listening to Unscripted Energy, a podcast by hosts Nora Noble and Pat Jones. The viewpoints on Unscripted Energy are those solely of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of our followers or commentators. Thank you for tuning in to Unscripted Energy.